Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all having a terrific Thursday. I know I am. And what makes my Thursday even better is today's guest. I am so excited to be able to call her my friend. And she is amazing. Her name is Allison Stillman. And Allison is a teacher, author, minister, acclaimed aromatic um, alchemist. She's been a student of alchemy, aromatherapy, and spirituality for 40 years. So she's only about like 52. Um, (laughs) Has been deepening her connection to love her entire life. Her book, The Sacred Out of Anointing, was the first of its kind when it was published and continues to educate people about the ancient art of anointing, as well as the spiritual and religious use of essential oils throughout history, and is a reference for awakening consciousness and deepening love. Let's give Allison a warm welcome. Hi, Allison. Welcome. Hi, Marla. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be have you back with me because I had so much fun with you the first time. We had to have an encore. Allison <laughs> segment. Well, uh, the same same for me. And I love that that after we finished the show, we stayed on for another hour or so because we just <laughs> fell in love with each other. <laughs> it's so true. We do resonate. And um, I, I know this is a little out, but I would love you to share this this trip that you have been planning. I don't know if it's coming up next year or not because we just spoke about it. <laughs> But with the dolphins, excuse me, with the dolphins and, you know, what it's like and and how the trip was and how the dolphins resonated and played with everyone. So I I have been leading trips to swim with wild dolphins for about 25 years. I'm a bit of a mermaid in addition to all the other things that I do. And the very first time I swam with dolphins, it was a complete life-changing experience. I came out of the water. I sobbed tears of joy like a little five-year-old girl who's just had the most incredible experience of her life. And from that moment on, I said, people need to have this experience because it's very life-changing. So I take groups now to the Bahamas. And fortunately, the island that we traveled to was not harmed in the hurricane, unlike the others that are suffering so much. But um, we were there in July, and it just gets better every single time I'm with them. I always think, how can it possibly get better? And it does. And I think it's because I've learned over the years how to bring people together in a cohesive pod as a single unit, a collective group of conscious, love-filled individuals, and everyone falls in love with each other. And so the dolphins, of course, love interacting with that. And it's a week filled with yoga and meditation and chanting and dancing, and our days get spent in the beautiful aquamarine water (laughs) with the dolphins and this particular trip we had more dolphins than we've ever seen in the 25 years of being with them 
And every single person had major breakthroughs, coming up crying, not able to talk, and everyone fell in love, made great friends that they'll be friends with for the rest of their lives. And and I love being the facilitator because I get to just be in this incredible vibration of love the entire time. And, and to watch people move into that is the greatest gift of all. And how beautiful that, you know, your, your resonate, we were just talking about collective consciousness and how the consciousness of the group emanated that energy of love outward and the dolphins were attracted to it and came in droves. That is such an, uh, that, that's a testament to you and the people who were there and their hearts and their consciousness. Well, and that's the, the beauty too. I, having done this for so long, I know what it takes to really interact with the dolphins and it, and you really want to have big open hearts and let go of anything that holds you back. I always tell people, leave your bags on the mainland <laughs> and come with no baggage and just be open and receptive and in your hearts. That's the biggest thing is to be in your hearts. And Dolphins are very telepathic. I've had a lot of encounters. I've actually had stories written in books about some of my encounters with dolphins where I've telepathed with them up to five miles away. And they're, they're, to me, there is nothing more fun you can do in the body than to swim with wild dolphins. And I've done a lot of fun things in my life, to be sure, but I, I, I love being with dolphins. This is, it's amazing. So let's, uh, I want to now change direction because I, I, I could talk about the dolphins with you all day long, yes, but I want to, I want to <laughs> spotlight you, what you do. I mean, and you're more than a, an aromatic um, alchemist and you're more than spiritual because you also have a huge um, deep rooted involvement in the environment, which I want to get to later in the show, but I did want to bring up now because you're so multifaceted in, in what you do and, and how, you, how you work your life. So, but to people who don't know, what is aromatic alchemy? Well, I, uh, I like alchemy, of course, is the process of taking one substance or thing and changing it into another. And I've found over the years, and I've done a lot of different things with aromatherapy. I've done clinical studies with Alzheimer's and dementia patients. I've done a lot of work with people in recovery and my coaching practice and the anointing practice that I have is all about taking people from where they are with all of their subconscious programming and belief systems and patterns and using aromatherapy as a tool and also other things as well to be able to transform them and let those old programs and patterns go so that they can create a life of their dreams and manifest the things that they want in their lives. And so I've found that aromatherapy is a really fast way to do that because it works with the limbic system and it goes into the emotional and behavioral centers of the brain as well as the amygdala, which stores long-term memory. And so you can really affect a dramatic change very quickly through the use of aroma. And so again, there's the alchemy, right? 
And then as you start to go deeper into those old memories and begin to look at that, you'll find that old patterns and beliefs and programs come up. And in the coaching that I do, I've just marveled at how quickly when you combine aromatherapy with some of the other work that I do in the coaching, people manifest things so quickly because they get rid of the beliefs that hold them back from actually creating the life of their dreams. So that's where the alchemy part comes in. And the, the aromatherapy is just an incredible tool to change physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual parts of who we are. And you've learned how to make your own essential oils from the masters. Am I not correct on that? Yes, I've done almost everything that you can do with aromatherapy, shy of being a doctor and injecting it into the body. But I've grown the plants, I've distilled the plants, I've worked with some of the world's leading distillers to learn distillation, which is usually passed down from master to student. There are no books written about distillation. And I've studied with the world's leading aromatherapists and all, you know, all over the world and and I, it, it's been a passion since I was a little girl. The sense of smell has always been my number one sense. And so it just led me. And I believe that I have done this lifetime after lifetime after lifetime because I have very distinct memories of different lifetimes working with aromatherapy and herbs and healing and plants. But in this lifetime, wasn't it, was it your, if I'm remembering correctly, your grandmother was the catalyst to getting you involved as a young young gal? Yes, actually. Okay. Good memory. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, I have a grandmother who was a horticulturalist gardener. She just, she loved being in the garden and had a beautiful garden. And so as a little girl, and I... I have pictures of myself in her garden in my diapers, like at two years old. <laughs> and I was out helping her, you know, and I, there was nothing more delightful for me than to be in the midst of a rose, you know, her rose garden and smelling those roses. And to this day, that's still the thing that just takes me into nirvana is smelling these deep redolent fragrances from the old roses, the old really fragrant roses. And she had peach trees and orange trees. And when they would go off the neroli, oh my goodness, that was, they, they call neroli the oil of the angels and it, it's for a reason. And neroli, is that when it, the, the plant blossoms, it turns, it brings the flowers before the, the fruit grows? Yes, that's okay. the orange flowers before the fruit okay. is born on that. Yes. I used to have an orange and lemon tree and I grew them inside because I lived in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Well, winters, you can't, I mean, they would nope. never survive. So I dragged them in my house and finally I just said, I can't keep dragging them in and out. Dragged them in. And at the time of blossom at Neroli, my house smelled so amazing. I just found it to be so miraculous. A, that the whole process, but B, that it would grow inside my home yeah. the way it did. Yes. It's, you know? there's, it's an incredible fragrance. I used to live in Ojai, which is a small valley in Southern California. Oh, one of my favorite and places. in April, May, when all of the orange groves were in flower, I, you would drive through town with all your windows down and 
it's so intoxicating. And I actually have done a few uh, neroli distillations and it is one of the most arduous time consuming uh, distillations there were. <laughs> yeah. But the outcome I bet was phenomenal. The result. Well, it's interesting because neroli is one of the most expensive essential oils because it takes an entire village to pick. And it's, I think, I'm, I'm probably not going to recall exactly, but it's something like it's one ton of flowers to produce 16 ounces of oil. Wow. So when we did it, we had about 25, 30 people picking for the course of a day, basically. And we got about a quarter of an ounce oh my of oil. Great hydrosol, though. And hydrosol, I still have a few bottles of that. And I like to put a little spray of the hydrosol in my water. And it's, oh, it's heaven. So the hydrosol is the, the outcome of... So when you do a distillation in a steam distillation, you have an alembic pot where you put the plant material on a little screen and you have water boiling underneath. And it, the steam goes up and it captures the water and oil molecules of the plant carries it in the steam into a, into a bucket. And the oil and water, of course, don't mix. So you take the oil off the top, but the water, which is called the hydrosol, actually has water-soluble molecules in it, which have very dilute concentrations of those properties that the essential oil has. So there's no waste. When you distill, Correct. you use everything. Correct. Which is great. It's environmentally friendly and you you get both kinds. You get the heavy concentrate and then you get it's like the difference between perfume and cologne. Yes. If I you know, to sort of break it down. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes, excellent. exactly. <laughs> okay. So you know, you learned as a child um about you know, your love for horticulture and plants and the fragrances, but how did you actually discover the aromatherapy, and that you wanted to go down this path? Well, I was in the, I was 18 years old, and I was in the Northern California Redwoods, and I was there with a group of friends. We were camping out, and I hiked down to the bottom of this redwood forest along the valley floor, and it was just this beautiful early summertime and I started to smell this fragrance and it was super strong. And, you know, bottom of a redwood forest, how many flowers are going to be growing there? Not very many. So I followed the fragrance and I came upon this beautiful six foot tall pink rhododendron in full bloom. And I went, I was just marveling at it because I had never been around wild rhododendrons before. And so I went up to it and I stuck my head in the flowers and I had this experience where the scent overtook all of my other scents. And I could taste this sweetness in my mouth. I could see the color. I had my eyes closed. I could see this color in my head. I could hear this soft notes of the fragrance. And I could just feel this warm caress of the fragrance on my body. And from that moment on, I wanted to learn everything I could about fragrance and aromatherapy. And that just set me on a course. I think my first workshop was with Jeannie Rose, who um, wrote a book called Herbs and Things. And it just led me on this path. And I feel like it was really my soul's calling because I've done this in so many lifetimes. And it just led me. I was, I was compelled to learn everything I could 
it became your passion. And yes. how fabulous because your passion took over your life, but it's not work, it's passion. Yes. That's how I feel about when you really love something and you're passionate, how important it is because then you could put in 16 hours a day, but not feel like you've put in an hour. Yes. And it's funny because people say, oh, well, I can't wait to retire. And I just go, I can never imagine retiring because I love what I do so much. And I love sharing it with others and helping others to use it as a tool for transformation. I say the same exact thing. Absolutely. And, you know, people talk about retirement and it's like, what is that? I can't imagine not doing what I do, not helping people, not raising consciousness and bringing it forward. But I'm I'll tell right you what, with you. <laughs> I know you are. Absolutely. We're going to go on a break real quick and then we're going to come back and we'll talk more about anointing and about what an anointing session is. I want to talk about your conscious alchemy coaching and share that with everyone. So hang on. So everybody hang on a minute. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting MarlaGoldberg.net. Listen for Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit, hosted by Dr. Dory Lynn. Dr. Dory is coming back, sexy, savvy, and with sage advice from nearly eight decades of life experience. It's not retirement, it's refirement. It's fun, it's deep. Listening just makes you feel good. If you're looking for straight talk without all the bull in the world, be sure to tune in to Dr. Dory and Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. Live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Make an appointment listening right now. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. 
Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking with me. Today, we're talking to Allison Stillman. And so Allison is our aromatic alchemist. She has been doing this for over 40 years. She has worked with the world's greatest alchemist, um, aromatherapy uh, alchemists, people who develop it and who have fine-tuned the art of aromatherapy. So let's welcome Allie back. Thank welcome you. back, Allison. Thank you. Happy to be back with y'all. So, oh, you've picked up the y'all so quickly. Allison, I've had just, that forever. <laughs> yes. Allison, I think it's a good word. It just really covers everything. It does. I love it. And I'm after my time in Memphis and now down in North Carolina, it's very easy to add into your vocabulary. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, so let's talk about what anointing is and what, what, what is a session is like. So the anointing work started about 27 years ago, and it's a body of work that came through in meditation. I was actually studying with Valerie Warwood, who was a doctor out of England. She's written many, many books about aromatherapy, and I had the privilege of studying with her for about 40 days. And it was my first exposure to pure Omani frankincense. And frankincense is a psychoactive essential oil, which means it induces vision, visionary states, which is why a lot of times in some of the Catholic churches and, and uh, other churches burn the resin in the churches to sanctify the chapel so that when people come in, they forget about all the chores they have to do and they go into this sacred space. And so... It was the first time of smelling pure Omani frankincense. And as it got passed around and I started smelling it, I had this experience where I went back to the foot of the cross and I was with all the disciples and Jesus on the cross and I could see the desert and the town and everything. It was very clear, very real. And by the time I came back to uh, conscious awareness in the classroom, I had a few people around me looking at me. One woman had her hand on my arm and she goes, are you okay? And the first words out of my mouth were, I want to do anointing work. And they said, what is that? And I said, I don't know. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> so I bought frankincense from Valerie and I started using it in my meditations. And I started going back to the Temple of Dendara, which was the home of the priestess in ancient Egypt. And they taught me how to do this work. And it was done thousands of years ago. And it's rite of passage work. When people are really ready to step into a whole new level of who they're meant to be. And so back in the Egyptian times, we had initiates that were coming into the temple that would be anointed. We had people who were being ordained as priestess who were anointed. We had marriage um, participants or coronation. When kings or queens were going to be coronated, they would be anointed. It would be a rite of passage. They were leaving an old part of themselves behind and embracing a whole new aspect of who they're divinely meant to be. And that's where last rites and a lot of the sacraments in today's religion have come from. The Baptism and last rites were born out of those 
longer, much more extensive rites of passage. And so as I started doing it, I said, okay, I'm really being given something here. And I started putting my friends and family on the table and just doing what I was shown. And they started having profound experiences, life changing transformation. And so it, it's developed over the years. I've brought many more modalities. I, you know, became a Reiki master and sound therapist. And so a lot of more modalities have developed as around this work, but it's, primarily anointing the body with essential oils and using energy work and sound. And the anointing itself, the actual definition of anoint is to rub or use an oil or holy water and rub it on someone or something to sanctify. And when you sanctify something, you're making or declaring it sacred and divine. So it's, it's, for me, I feel like it's the most powerful way to awaken divinity in people. That's amazing. That's absolutely. I know the last time we spoke, I said, I really want to get to Nashville and have this experience. But as we know, my schedule has been a little tight this year, but I'm going to get there. I am yeah, you're not that far now. Get there. <laughs> no, not at all. And just a few hundred miles away. Yeah. And so how does, tell, tell, tell us about your coaching, your conscious alchemy coaching. Tell me what's involved. What do, what, what do the participants learn? Yeah. So the alchemy coaching was really born out of the desire for many people to, to work with me, but I have clients from all over the world. And so getting to me is not always an easy thing for people that live in New Zealand or Australia or the UK. And so um, I developed this coaching about four or five years ago, and I do it virtually on Zoom. And I've become very skilled at divining what it is that people are holding on to or what programs they're operating from or old belief systems they have resonating in them, which as we know, it's in the subconscious where we're really creating and manifesting what we want in our lives. So I've gotten really adept at getting people to the bottom of what they're really working with in terms of their old programming paradigms and belief systems. And generally, we start out and it's about a two hour session. And most people only need one session to manifest whatever it is that they're working towards. And, and I've been absolutely astonished at how it works. <laughs> I feel like I just get to watch this magic, this alchemy, alchemy. occur, <laughs> working with people, and then I'll create a custom uh, anointing blend that they'll use in conjunction with the other things that I share with them and teach them to do. And people are manifesting things really quickly in, in a much shorter amount of time than what we designate as their end goal. So, And I'm sure with that and the changing of, of the dimensions is helping that greatly, yes? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Going into 5D, things are starting to manifest like this, but now it's like this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Working with and I, you. And sometimes people just need the reflection, right? They need somebody to say, oh, well, have you ever thought of this? Or, you know what I see in you? I see this is happening. Did you ever think about that? Or 
what happened when you were five years old? You know, you sometimes we just need that perspective of somebody else looking in. Like I, I have coaches that I work with because I don't always see my own stuff, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and here's what I just learned. I was recently at a conference and all the people speaking who were coaches all had coaches. So I think that being on an island by yourself it isn't necessarily the highest and best good for growth and expansion. And I agree. I'm learning to become a huge advocate of finding coaches and having people guide and help you, you know, throughout your path, because throughout your journey, because it's a continuation. And why would anybody even want to do it alone? People come in from different perspectives with different experiences and a different amount of, um, what do I say? But, but insight that can help you get to the next level. Right. And it sounds like this is what your coaching is. Yes, exactly. And the other thing, too, that's resonating as you say that, Marla, that I think is so important is that we grew up in a time, you know, and, and even for the young people, we've been trained, oh, you know, you need to get a good education, you need to start out on your own, and you need to blaze a trail. And, and I think that's really old thinking. And I think that we're moving into a time where it has to be about the collective and community and working together. Because yes. there's so much, we're seeing so much division right now. And in order to heal that, we all have to work together and realize we're all making this happen together. It's not an individual game anymore. We have to work together. And, you know, when you're saying that, you know, we're blazing. So we were taught to stay in our heads and not in our hearts, not in our, in our into, you know, and allowing. So you don't get your guidance, you don't get your intuition. And you're just, it's like having blinders on and just being a drill moving forward into whatever your, your path is. And I think many people after, I mean, look at, I've come a long way to get to where I am. Right. As, as we all have. Um, but it's, it's doing a disservice to yourself because you can get farther, sooner, easier, effortless effort by learning about this. Yes. I had a uh, business coach about, 10 years ago, eight years ago, something like that, who said something to me that was very life-changing for me. And when he first said it, I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I don't really want to believe that. And what he said was, in life, you're either growing or you're declining. And there is no in-between. There is no comfort zone. If you think you're in your comfort zone, you're hanging out there, you're in a state of decline. And as I'm really an evolutionary being, I, I don't settle for decline. <laughs> I am on a perpetual path of growth and evolution. And, and that's my choice and awakening consciousness and looking at whatever I need to look at because I want to get as big and as bright and as love-filled and as ascended and awakened as possible. I agree. I totally agree. And and it's true because you know, that's why the word content to me is a word that when someone says they're content, it makes me feel that they're stuck because they're accepting what is right now as as they're that's it. I'm I'm in a good place. I'm there's no more. I'm right here. 
And I'm with you that, I mean, your life is a journey until you take your last breath and then you go on a spiritual journey. You know, your body goes goes away, but your soul doesn't. And you're constantly learning, growing, expanding. Right. And if you're okay with stopping, it's like, and I want this to be used in the PC word, but retarding your growth. You're holding back your growth. Yeah. And holding back what you could be, what what your potential is. And we're all these amazing individuals and there's only one of us and each of us has incredible gifts to bring to the world. And I love being in a more community-minded mindset now where we are working together because we all bring unique gifts and talents and magic to the equation. And so I love helping people discover what their unique gifts are and what their their source of magic is because we're all here for a reason. We, you know, we all have a purpose and a mission and to develop that and live like we were saying earlier where you wake up every day and you're like, oh, I'm so excited. I get to go play in my alchemy lab today. Exactly. I'm, I'm the same way. And I just love what I do. And, and, and it's how I coach people. You know, I talk to them and it's like, what's going to make your heart sing? And when you realize what brings you joy, what brings you happiness, and you can move forward with it in your life and make be figure out how to make a living doing what you love to do. That's why singers who can sing and get paid for singing and musicians, the same thing, or dancers, it just gives you an elevation of freedom, of uh, an energetic freedom. And don't you love that feeling that comes in your heart chakra area that just makes you feel giddy with joy? Yes. And I think... The word freedom is a really important word. I'd love to just bring some attention to that because we all want to feel free. And the reasons we don't feel free are belief systems and subconscious programming that we grow up with that we don't even realize we're living at the effect of. And once we can free ourselves from that old programming or those old beliefs that we borrow that oftentimes are false, the sense of freedom that we have, oh, wow, all of a sudden you become the creator of your destiny and your life. And so what do you really want? What do you want to manifest in your life? And that goes down to the law of attraction, right? You know, what you focus on you put attention on, you get. So that's why, you know, I like to share with people, especially those that are stuck, who loop the same thing. I'm broke. I'm, I, I don't have lack, 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 whatever it might be. And they just, that's all they think about. That's all they do. Or they hang, they bring their anger and disappointment into their life and they don't get out of their own way. And what they don't realize is they're putting up walls, brick walls, one energetic brick by another, they will continue to keep them from attaining what what they want in their life. Right, Whether exactly. It's, it, yeah, yeah. And then, then when you combine the aromatherapy piece, because the aromatherapy works so quickly in the neural pathways of the brain, you can retrain the brain at the same time you're retraining the subconscious and the emotional body. 
And so it's kind of the, like this magical uh, elixir that really works on all levels of your being. That's why I love aromatherapy so much because it's instantaneous. I, I remember when I first started working with the women in recovery, they, uh, and these are women that are coming off the streets, out of abusive homes, out of jail, um, recovering from hard drugs. And, you know, I've had very hard lives and I walked in the first time and they all had these frowns on their faces and, you know, arms crossed, like, who are you and what are you going to do for us? And after one hour of smelling oils, every single one of them were smiling, laughing, they were hugging me and, and I ended up working with them for two years and it never failed. The aromatherapy brought them Right there. And I bet for the first time in decades or years, depending on how old they are, they felt a sense of hope. Yes. A sense of, yes, I can turn my life around. I can bring things to me. And there is a release so that they can, you know, like wrap their arms around what you're sharing as well as the sense you were sharing as well. Exactly. Uh, That's, that's, I just love that. Absolutely love it. Well, we're about to take another break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about what are the most essential oils to have on hand. So stay tuned. Don't go away, anybody. We're going to be back with Allison. And we're going to learn more about essential oils, alchemy, and who knows what else. I'm open. So stay around. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Things Worth Considering, featuring hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking around. I am talking to Allison Stillman. Allison is an aromatic alchemist, and we have been talking about anointing and about distilling uh, essences, and it's been a fabulous, fabulous conversation. But before we get on to more, it's charity shout-out time, and we are going to talk about one of Allison's favorite charities, which is Natural Resources Defense Center, which she is a legacy member of. So, Allison, talk about it for a couple of minutes, please. Let everybody know where they can reach out to help the NRDC. And uh, then we'll get back to our scintillating conversation. Great. Thank you for that. So, the Natural Resources Defense Council I've been an environmentalist my whole life because, of course, plants are one of my big loves, as are animals. And the Natural Resources Defense Council was founded in 1970 by a group of seven lawyers out of Harvard. And it's the most powerful environmental group on the planet today. They have some of the largest law firms in the world on their board of directors. And they take on big moneyed corporate mining companies, governments that are looking to destroy natural wilderness areas, and they win. (laughs) And they're a very strong legal might. And I've been a member for about 25 years, became a legacy member. They're actually one of the beneficiaries in my um, estate. And I am very active with them. And I really just, they do such a beautiful job of protecting in the, the environment. And right now, we need all the help we can get on our planet. We are really in a dire climate crisis. Yeah. And the environment is being deeply degraded. And so I, I, I encourage people to go to nrdc.org. And become a grassroots activist because it's the collective community of grassroots activists that are making the difference in the world. It's not the government. It's us. So I want as many of you with us as possible. Which is great. I agree. And I don't want to get into the political and I don't want to get into the heaviness of what's going on because we're having such a great conversation But it is important, not just for us in our lifetime, but talk about, well, kids, grandkids, generations down the road, they are going to be left with absolute, um, a a terrible state of being. And as we don't deserve it, neither do they. So let's look to the future and change our footprint. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Allison, for that. Yes, I appreciate thank it. Thank you for okay. that. I want to talk about what are the most important essential oils to have on hand? 
Well, as we were saying earlier, I, if I could only have one, it would certainly be frankincense. Now, frankincense is in a little bit of an endangered state. We're, we're not really able to get oh, Omani, pure Omani frankincense, which was the original most powerful uh, variety of frankincense that the uh, trade routes were actually built thousands of years ago to trade frankincense. And of course, it was one of the three gifts that the wise kings brought to baby Jesus because it allows you to have a direct connection to source. As I had said earlier, it's a psychoactive essential oil, which there are very few that are. And it does induce deep states of meditation and visionary states. So for meditators or yoga people or anybody who's doing prayer work, it'll take you deeper into that divine experience. So it also has wonderful analgesic respiratory properties. Every essential oil is antiviral and antibacterial. So you'll have that effect too. So if I only could have one, it would be frankincense. Um, there's a lot of conservation work done right now and farms that are starting up in Africa uh, to grow frankincense. But the, the best in the world has really come from Yemen and Oman, and those are, those are critically endangered now. The so- next one I would probably have would be lavender because it's the most widely studied of all the essential oils and it has, it's what's called a universal oil. It has every property to it. It's sedating. It's also uplifting depending on the amount that you use. It's got analgesic, antiseptic, antiviral, antibacterial, um, anti-inflammatory, all kinds of. And it keeps those biting insects away. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Although there's a better one for, for that, which is grapefruit oil. Grapefruit really? is a great insect repellent. It's actually an oil that I use as my deodorant um, because of its antibacterial properties. So I don't recommend people going into that without knowing how to use it because it also has photosensitive properties. But the CDC did a study as West Nile virus started to really grow because they were finding that a lot of the insect repellents were killing off West Nile or repelling the insects well enough to prevent the spread of that. And they started looking at essential oils and they found that grapefruit oil was the most powerful insect repellent of all the essential oils. That's amazing. So how does how do these oils, or maybe there are some oils that support Alzheimer's and dementia? So I kind of stumbled into that study. I was taking care of an elderly aunt who had the advanced stages of Parkinson's. And Parkinson's, towards the end, in those advanced stages, they get very delusional. And I was her executor and and so there were things that I needed to find out from her in terms of, you know, legal things and what her last wishes and those kinds of things were. And so what I would do is I would go in to see her and I would bring some oils and I used rosemary and peppermint and geranium 
And when I would walk in, she'd be talking about how the CIA had built a tunnel under her, her place and they were coming for her and all these wild, elaborate stories. And I'd go, okay, Aunt Helen, I want you to smell this oil. And I'd take a few drops in the palms of my hands and hold it up to her nose and I'd show her how to do it and she would do it. And I could get her to come back into total focus and clarity for long enough to be able to answer the questions that I needed to have answers to. And then she'd go back off into her delusion. And so after experiencing that, I went to the director of this assisted care facility where she was. And I said, you know, I would love to work with the residents who have Alzheimer's and dementia and see if we can't mitigate some of the symptoms of those diseases. And so it started out being a six-week study, and I went in once a week, and I spent an hour and a half with them, and I just essentially let them smell oils, and we tried a lot of different kinds of oils. And the interesting thing is with Alzheimer's and dementia, they lose their sense of smell, but they don't lose the ability to know what the, that smell does in their brain. So for instance, peppermint is very uplifting, it's very brightening, it's very cool, and the residents could describe those qualities and those characteristics, even though they couldn't smell it. So it's still affecting the brain. And what happened was after a few visits, I'd have the caretakers come up to me and say, can you please come here more often? Because when you're here afterwards, they don't sundown, they don't have confusion, they're not sad, they're happier, and their overall disposition is much more awakened. And so it ended up being a one year long study because I fell in love with all these elderly people. And what was really interesting in addition to, we ended up getting diffusers in that center and we would put um, orange oil in the morning. So they'd be really happy and uplifting because it's an antidepressant, right? And then in the afternoons, we would dis diffuse lavender, which is very calming and soothing and relaxing. And so they were much happier. They weren't combative. They didn't sundown. They had a lot more energy. And the really interesting thing, too, was that over in the independent care facility, all of the caretakers got the flu. They got sick. The residents got sick. But none of the caretakers and none of the residents that were in, that inhaling the essential oils got sick that winter because of the antiviral and antibacterial properties that were being diffused into the air. So it was a really beneficial study. And I left them with a diffuser and, and oils. And it was a very, very successful study. And I share that because the rise of Alzheimer's and dementia is so significant. We're all going to deal with it. So if you can get some orange oil, some lavender oil, some rosemary and peppermint. They're all really helpful for helping people calm and also bring them back to, to their senses. That's so great to know. Well, I'm sorry, we are, uh, we are out of time. But to everybody out there, if you want to get in touch with Allison or learn more about Allison and what she does, her website is allisonstillman.com. A-L-L-I-S-O-N-S-T-I-L-L-M-A-N.com. And you can find her at Facebook at uh, slash Romancing the Divine, uh, Romancing the Divine on Twitter. And on LinkedIn, it's Allison-Stillman-Stillman. 
hyphen B three zero four B nine seven. So, Allison, thank you so much. I so appreciate you and appreciate you being on here. I just love you. You know that. And I want to thank my pleasure. Thank Voice America and everybody who is uh, responsible for helping me get this show on the air and have it sound wonderful. I want to thank Teresa Scott Reed, my assistant, who is both my right and left arm. And I want to mostly thank you, the listening audience, for taking time out of your day. Oops, that's my tug. He decided it was the end of the show, too. Um, (laughs) But I want to thank you, the listener. And Tug wants to thank you, too, for for, um, participating, for listening, for sharing your time, because I know how valuable your time is. And I am so grateful, as is Tug, that you are taking it and spending it with today, Allison and myself. And I look forward to next week with our next guest. And having another scintillating conversation, I want to say thank you very much for being a part of it. Um, If you like the show, please like it, subscribe to it, Uh, send me an email at marla at mghealer.com or at guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Love to get your questions, answers, comments, suggestions, and I love you. So until next week, I send you love, I send you blessings. And I send you gratitude. Till then.